Be a good year not to have starting pitchers, wouldn't it? Huh. Wow. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us again on another episode of Fantasy Frenemies. Tonight is our Sunday night show, one of my favorite shows to do, because kind of we don't have a lot of time to spend together before the show. And it's just a lot of reactionary things that happened over the weekend. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit tired tonight. We went camping as a family. That always will take every every, every ounce of energy you have, it'll take it out of you. So I, I'm going to need you guys to bring up the energy levels a little bit so I don't get caught in the Eeyore disease and just start dragging as the show goes on. Let's let's start off by going over the weekend series. That Milwaukee and Pittsburgh series, that, that went all the way back to Friday, uh, Thursday. That went all the way back to Thursday. It was a four-game series, and Milwaukee ended up getting three games out of that four-game series against Pittsburgh. So that National League Central's uh, starting to really change, I think, over this past weekend. And I really changed. How can things really change in a weekend? But uh, Milwaukee definitely getting three games there, along with St. Louis sweeping the Cubs. So the Chicago's probably dropped back to what, second or third? Yep, they are in second place behind Milwaukee. St. Louis has got to be creeping up on that. I'm going to go ahead. I don't think Boston has officially won this game yet tonight but uh, as we record this, but I'll go ahead and give it to them. I think it's kind of a blowout this evening. Boston only won one game in New York. So New York, New York won two, two games out of three. San Francisco won two games out of three against Baltimore in that heated matchup and rivalry that dates all the way back to, I think, Friday is when that rivalry dated back to. So maybe it started a brand new heated rivalry. Minnesota and Tampa Bay had a four-game series. Very important one, actually. Could have been what we were talking about, a, a, a playoff series. And Minnesota ended up winning three games out of those four against Tampa Bay. I'd imagine Tampa Bay creeped down in the standings a little bit in New York. New York rose up a little bit in that division. Uh, Minnesota is also the first uh, AL team to, they were the first 40, 40 win team. And then uh, Houston won. So won today and they are second 40 win team. Washington and Cincinnati faced off this weekend and Washington ended up taking two games out of three in that one. Atlanta had a three game series with Detroit and won two out of three on there. Texas and Kansas City had a four-game series. Texas ended up beating Kansas City three games to one. White Sox and Cleveland, they had a four-game series, but I don't know that they ever stopped playing for like three weeks. It seems like every time I turned around for three three weeks in a row, the White Sox and Cleveland were playing each other. But anyway, maybe it'll be the, the end of that until later on this year. But the White Sox took three games this this past weekend over Cleveland. I can't believe how bad Cleveland is right now. The, the pitching staff, there's nothing there. The the hitting, there's just nothing there for Cleveland right now. It, I know the White Sox are kind of like my sleeper team and all, but still, three games to one again for the White Sox over Cleveland. That That's Colorado swept the Blue Jays. Arizona won two games out of three against the Mets. Houston swept Oakland. Oakland after winning, what, like eight, nine, ten games in a row, and then they got swept by Houston, but... I still think Houston's the best team in, in uh, the American League. Miami won two games out of three against San Diego. Your Dodgers swept the Phillies. Phillies swept somebody last weekend, and now you're, they turned around and got swept by the Dodgers. The Angels ended up beating Seattle in a four-game series, three games to one. Seattle just continues to fall behind. I think Seattle's one of those teams, which they did a little bit today, 
but I think they're going to be a team that trades a little bit more at the trade deadline here coming yeah. up. Yes, uh, uh, I read an article today that the the rumor is that the Mariners are trying to trade everybody. I would imagine Hunter Strickland's going to go somewhere before too long. Your guy that I traded you is going to go somewhere. I think um, if they can get anything for him, he's kind of he's 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 still doing well, but just not not great anymore. I have both Santana and Vogelbach, and I think both of them could be gone. Yeah. I don't think they're married to anybody right now on that team. Hey, uh, some of the things I noticed off of Twitter. Vlad Jr. hit a monumental home run Friday night. Not for him necessarily. It was, I believe, his sixth home run of the year. But it made, in the year in May 2019, it gave the Major League Baseball a record amount of home runs for a month with 1,120 home runs. They may have passed that a little bit. That was just my Twitter fave, but it was pretty late at night, so I don't think anybody else got one. Could have, though. Yeah, yeah. What I read said 11:35. Well, what May definitely did was May had eclipsed what was the record that was set in August of 2017 with a, a 1,119, and the record before that, I guess, third place in home runs for a month is June of 2017 with 1,101. So quite a difference from third place to first place. Anyway, that that's a uh, uh, a 20 run, a uh, 20 home run difference, which is always fun to watch. But it, you just got to wonder, as we talked about earlier this year, where the balls wound a little bit tighter. Uh, Mark, you said you had read something about that. Yeah, so they ended May with 11:35. Right now, the majors are on pace to hit 400 more home runs than any other year if they continue on trend. So I was watching the Boston Yankees game last night. And the announcers were talking about how the Pacific Coast and the International League home runs are up 50% over the previous year. Uh, so I went and pulled the numbers. This year, the Pacific Coast League's at 1280 home runs so far. Last year, they hit 793 in the entire season. So that's a 61% increase, and we're only in June. And the International League, they hit 953. Versus 494 for the entire last year. So that's a 51% increase. But so you can't tell me that that Major League Baseball this year is just wound a little different and it's it's making a big difference when it comes to batters. Either that or they all, you know, have loaded up their bats with corks in them or something like that. Maybe we'll. It's make it, definitely making pitching harder on the uh, fantasy side. It's just rough. Shoo. Be a good year not to have starting pitchers, wouldn't it? Huh. Wow. <laughs> Hey, uh, I did see something else, though. There was, uh, There's raccoon dogs. Raccoon dogs are terrorizing an English village. Have you, I, you can actually Google this and see the raccoon dogs. There was a lady yeah. raising these things, and some of them got out. And another lady complained to the police. I, I, I don't know. Is that what they call them in, Eng, in England? La policia? Is that what they call them? I but they uh, said that. Pretty sure they call them police in England. <laughs> I think they they call them bobbies. Bobbies, bobbies. yeah. <laughs> Do they, they don't carry guns either. They got the they got the nightsticks only, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, she called the bobbies, and she complained that the raccoon dogs were going after her goats and her ponies, and they she had never heard a squeal like that from her animals, her livestock before. So there's a real thing called raccoon dogs, so be on the lookout for them. Did you guys hear that Pokemon has got a new game? 
uh, Pokemon Go had everybody walking around and going to the parks and different things to find different stuff. Now they're going to reward people for sleeping. I don't, I, I don't know that we need to do this with the generation that will probably start playing this game because a teenager can sleep all day long to start with. And anybody who is like my age playing Pokemon, they don't have trouble sleeping either, I don't believe. You know, we don't need more reasons or excuses to sleep and to get high Pokemon scores. So does this mean I can become a pro gamer just by sleeping? Because I'm in for that. Catch our CML update here real quick and how we did this this week for our standings, I guess. Not our standings, but at least our weekend or our week series. Well, it kind of looks like there was a couple of us that were like kissing our sister on this one here. I I, tie, I ended up tying Brandon on this, but I, I'm just gonna. I, I I started looking around at the different leagues and everybody's scores, and I just want you to know that I, I would have beat a lot of people this week, but I only tied Brandon, and he would have beat a lot of people this week, but he only tied me. But we tied five to five, and it looks like uh, Bobby and and uh, Mark, you you guys tied at four games apiece. As of right now, yes. Uh, as long as Luke Boyd doesn't hit a home run at this point, we'll be good. I'm um, holding out hope that I can magically pull something off as the Yankees come back and tie the game. Well, by the end of this episode, we'll know. Honey Nut Ichiro's, he ended up uh, going over the top of Mookie Monster 6-3. to three. I think I think Mookie got one there somewhere tonight. Uh, he ended up getting another point. And uh, let's see, Lost Puppies ended up losing three games to seven against Kerry. Kerry stomped them this week with seven points right now over the number one team. Way to go, Kerry. You went, you went hard after, <laughs> after him. And well, look at that discrepancy right there. Old Tim got a hold of Hugga Hughes. Nine, nine points, nine games to one or nine points to one, nine categories to one. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I felt a little bad this week about beating beating Hughes. But that's where we ended up going this weekend or with our CML races. So this week is a big week for us. Two start pitchers going this week that we want to talk about. These guys are definitely start pitchers, right? Blake Snell, Steven Strasburg, Aaron Nola, James Paxton. He's, he's a two-starter. Walker Bueller, Noah Syndergaard, Chris Paddock, Charlie Morton. David Price, Luis Castillo, Max Fried, and Kyle Hendricks. Those guys are all two starters. But these guys, you may have to think about a little bit. And I don't, I don't know if this is the right line of thinking or not for a starting pitcher. I know we go hard after Ks, right? Everybody wants to get the K category because if you just have accumulation, especially if you got a bunch of two-star pitchers, you're going to want to get that K category. But at the same time, if your pitcher doesn't perform well, you might lose out on your ERA and your whip, so you'll lose two categories. So if you're a little strategic about this, so Mark, you got Madison Bumgarner. Are you going to start him when they go to New York and when they're at home against the Dodgers? I will be starting him against New York. I will not be starting him against the Dodgers. <laughs> That's a, probably a good choice. What about Shane Bieber? He's a two-starter, right? But he's got Minnesota and the Yankees. What do you guys think about Bieber? Not I trust this the Beebs. No, no, no. no. I trust the Beebs. He's going to bring home two wins, 14 strikeouts, a two ERA, and a one whip. Calling it right now. <laughs> okay. One of those uh, games he's going to get blasted. 
Mike, they're both the games are at home in Cleveland. I, I can't see him getting a victory in either one of those games with the, the anemic Cleveland offense that they have right now. What about Mike Miner? Mike Miner is at home with Baltimore and Oakland. Do you want to start him in either one of those games, both of those games? Yes, both games. Agreed. What about Tanaka at Toronto and at Cleveland? He got to fire Tanaka up for that, don't you? Uh, Toronto's been bad, so haven't been bad lately, so... Toronto could give him some trouble um, with their offense, but he could still pull out a win with his offense against uh, Toronto. But And then Cleveland, I think he'll be fine against Cleveland. You know what I would look at there, and I would have to see, and I, I don't have the information in front of me, if, to, if Tanaka was pitching on Monday or Tuesday night after the Yankees have just finished wrapping up a big weekend series against Boston on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, and then you got to go to Toronto right after that game. And if you play on Monday night in Toronto, it's just a big letdown game for the Yankees after a big series like that against Boston. I would look for the Yankees to come out flat if that was a Monday night game, maybe even the Tuesday night game. So beware of Tanaka in in Toronto on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday night. Frankie Montas at the Angels and at the Rangers. Montas is not one of those big swing and miss pitchers, you know, where he, where he pitches it and then the batter swing and miss. It That's a good matchup for him in Texas, though, but the Angels do not swing and miss, so that could be a little danger zone for Montas. Yeah, yeah, and I even think the Montas matchup on uh, Saturday against the Rangers, that's a doubleheader, so if his defense is not going to back him up during that doubleheader, don't start him. Zach Davies has got Miami and Pittsburgh at home. I like Zach Davies. Griffin Can- those two matchups. Griffin Canning at Chicago and Seattle. Wade Miley has is going to Seattle, and then he has Baltimore at home. Wade Miley does in Houston. And I like Wade Miley. I just picked him up this week. Pitched uh, he pitched well this week. I think he's going to do well against Seattle. He strikes out a lot, and then Baltimore, um, not the most potent offense. Lester, John Lester. They're they're on a homestand now. The Cubs are on a homestand. They have the Angels coming to Chicago, and then he faces the Cardinals. I had that marked down as a no for each of those for him. Robbie Ray, mm-hmm. Robbie Ray has the Dodgers, and then he goes to Toronto. You start Robbie be, Ray at both of them? Heck no, not against the Dodgers. <laughs> I concur. No Dodgers, but yes to Toronto. However, yeah. so. Martin Perez at Cleveland and at Detroit. I like that. I'd fire him up for both of those guys. I agree with that one. Here's one. Kikuchi. You want Kikuchi against Houston and against the Angels? Mm, Not against Houston. It's at L.A. That's a no from me, Bob. Jacob Junis. Boston, he's got the White Sox. Both of them at home in Kansas City. I wouldn't want either. No, no. No. I wouldn't want those. (laughs) You're not going to get a win out of either one of them. Uh uh-uh. uh. Corbin Martin at Seattle, Baltimore at home? No. He's an Astro, so he's got he's got some backing behind him. I think I think he can do both Seattle and Baltimore. He's I think he's like the lowest I think he's got the highest DRA as far as starting pitchers for uh Houston. Yeah, he's definitely the worst one to have starting this week. He's got a weird like a thirty one a thirty one percent home run to fly ball rate. You think that that's going to, you know, kind of even itself out, but <laughs> he he walks about 12% of the batters. So he's he's going to explode or implode. I don't know which one. Might be both. 
Pablo Lopez, he's he's been pitching pretty well lately, but he's got a couple of tough matchups at Milwaukee, and then he has Atlanta at home. Interested in either one of those matchups? Are you guys going to stream him? No. Nah. I want to say I streamed him this past week, and he did all right for me. So Interesting. See. Interesting thing with Pablo Lopez. He's got a 184 ERA whenever he's at home, so Atlanta comes to him at the end of the week. But he's got an 826 ERA on the road. So when he's at Milwaukee, look, don't, don't, don't expect great results. And these guys, I doubt if you're going to stream any of these guys. Dylan Bundy, Ryan Weber, Trevor Cahill, Wade LeBlanc, Daniel Magden, Genesis Cabrera, Lauer, Hoffman, Smiley, Clayton Richard, Ryan Carpenter. I can't say I have an inkling of interest for any of those guys. Well, Javier Baez was scratched from the starting lineup on Saturday due to a bruised right heel. I don't know if you guys ever had a bruised heel or a bruised part of your foot or anything like that happen before. This will probably be an ongoing maintenance thing for Javier Baez. He he played again today, but you don't get over those things overnight. And I would imagine at the position that he's at and with how hard he plays, that's just going to be a lingering issue for him for quite some time. And I think Javi's kind of cooled off here lately from his hot start of the season. Athletics activated Chris Davis from the 10-day injured list. That was good. Nationals uh, signed right-handed pitcher Fernando Rodney to a minor league contract. Fernando's been, uh, Rodney's been around forever. That's just going to muck up that bullpen a little bit more. Washington's always love to just find relievers and start throwing them in there. So if you are a um, if you own Doolittle, just beware of having a muck up in that bullpen. Speaking of speaking of uh, crowded bullpens, the Cubs are showing interest, according to Ken Rosenthal, uh, in free agent closer Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell, and I said that I thought that Pedro Stope had that job, and it was his not necessarily to lose. But it seems like the only people they like try to give it to are bigger names than than normal, you know, like Chapman a couple of years ago and so forth. So Craig Kimball might be on the Cubs radar. Mike Moustakis, he had a fractured right ring finger and he's going to be and not necessarily out, but they're just watching it. He, he wanted to play, but they didn't let him play. But that, as we talked about, uh, like what last Thursday or last Tuesday, Perez is going to get some more time. Hernan Perez is going to get more time for Milwaukee now, I believe. So he's a great name to pick up in what? He was four or five position eligible? Yeah, something like that. Twins activated Mitch Garver from the 10-day injured list. I think there was a big trade in our league for Mitch Garver today. It was in a, a heartbreaking fashion for myself. I gave up uh, Kershaw and Dietrich for Soroka and Garver. Now, Tim, you have to agree that no matter what the grade is that Wes is about to give, we're, we're not going to change anything. So, Mr. Wes, grade the trade. Soroka has put up better numbers than Kershaw, but I think there's going to probably be an inning limit on Soroka. So I think Soroka and Kershaw, I think Kershaw is going to, he's going to, Kershaw is going to not pitch as much because the Dodgers are going to run away with that division come playoff time. So I'm not sure. I think that that one almost is going to be a wash by the end of the year. And as far as the other names in there, I, I, I got to give the advantage really to Garver on that it, with how much he was lighting it up and that he's playing for Minnesota right now. Um, because I still don't know that Derek Dietrich is going to have a whole bunch of playing time, especially when Scooter and Jeanette comes back. Dietrich will probably find some time because they're starting to love him in Cincinnati. 
And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, Mark, he'll get traded is what I would hope for. Go to some other team that really needs him pretty bad. So if I was grading the trade, I I almost call it a wash. I, I like Garver. I like Garver a lot. Uh, he's going to be the person that gets the most playing time out of all that, I think. Mark Mark thought I was going to side with him a little bit more, I think, on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm furiously going to my page right now to cancel the trade. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hey, I Buster. Mean, so did so the the trade the original trade that I offered him before, I offered him Fagley for Garver, straight up. Yeah, I laughed at that one. What's wrong with Fagley? Now I'm gonna have two great now I'm gonna have two great catchers on my team. So one of them's not playing. Tommy Pham remained out of the Rays lineup on Sunday. He's got a leg issue that's been lingering this whole entire series. They say he's gonna be back on Tuesday, and I think. Uh, uh, Garcia, I think he's been out the entire time too against the, in this weekend matchup that they had. So hopefully they'll be back on Tuesday. Jacob DeGrom was removed from Saturday's start against the Diamondbacks in the seventh inning due to an apparent injury. Uh, his hip was bothering him. So, Tim, you don't own him? I do. Uh, he actually, um, update came out today. He's, uh, it was just, he was just taken out for a hip cramp. Do you guys have any interest in Jay Bruce now that he's been traded to the Phillies? He's picking up, you know, I dropped him a couple of weeks ago. Since then, he's only hit two more home runs, but his batting average has climbed about 30 points to 212. But no, still not interested. Charlie Blackman will not be activated from the injured list on Tuesday whenever he's first eligible. I remember when that injury first came up about his calf, and I just had heard reports that it was more serious than what they were letting on. It seems to be that way. Joey Gallows on the 10-day injured us with a left oblique strain. This this could linger on for a couple of months, guys. Uh, if you remember, it might end up that it, they haven't mentioned the severity of it. But Aaron Judge had that early in the season, and he is still not back. He has still not started rehab. Nothing yet. So Joey Gallo may be out for uh, up to 8 to 10 weeks. We'll have to see about the severity of, of things. He's uh, on your team, isn't he? He is. He is on my team along with Chris Davis, along with George Springer, along with Aaron Judge. So for me to have survived this long, I think I deserve a round of applause. (laughs) Uh, Gallery clap. Gallery clap. (laughs) The important thing with the Gallo information right now, besides his injury and how it affects fantasy owners, is that Danny Santana should get a little more regular playing time um, again, and he's he he's done pretty well this year, and he's I think he's got three or four maybe position eligibility depends on what league you're in. Let's talk about pitchers for a second, guys. Nick Pavetta struck out nine, scattered six hits in a no decision Sunday against the Dodgers. Merrill Kelly struck out a career high ten batters over seven and two thirds inning, just allowed one run in the Diamondbacks seven to one victory over the Mets. Adrian Sampson struck out a career-high 11 batters over seven innings of one-run ball and a win over the Royals on Sunday. Jake Orderizzi struck out nine across six scoreless innings in Sunday's 9-7 victory over the Rays. Are you guys interested? I think Merrill Kelly's probably going to be available. Adrian Sampson's available. Nick Pavetta may be available. He may be one of those guys that people had dropped and maybe streamed and dropped because they're just not going to trust him. Are you guys looking for any of these guys long-term? I think if... If any, if there's any pitcher who can hold the Dodgers scoreless for six innings, uh, I'd say that's a uh, that's pretty good. And struck out nine of them. Uh, I don't know if you saw the score today, but it was zero zero going into the seventh. 
and the Dodgers ended up winning eight nothing. So the bullpen for the Phillies let them down big time today. But Nick Pavetta, he shined. Jake Odorizzi, the reason why I wanted to point him out, I know he's he's my sleeper now for the Cy Young Award. Uh, he's just pitched wonderfully over the last couple of games, or after over the, this whole year, he's just pitched wonderfully. He has lowered his ERA to 1.96 and his WHIP down to 0.96. That's a that's fantastic. He has a 70 to 21 strikeout to walk ratio. Come on now. Yeah, he's one of the one of the reasons why Minnesota's. I mean, besides their offense, I mean their pitching staff is pl- uh, pitching really well too, and he's one of the main reasons. Well, and one of the main reasons why they're doing so well, and their pitching staff looks good, and he looks good. He gets to start against the Tigers in his next game, so <laughs> that doesn't that can't hurt anything. Lucas Giolito struck out nine batters over seven innings in his victory over the Indians. Max Scherzer fanned fifteen batters. Firing off eight innings of one-run ball. Boy, come on now. Max Scherzer picking up the pace a little bit, just like you knew he would. That right there is the reason I tied Bobby at 88 strikeouts. Oh, Scherzer? Yeah, he ruined it for me. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> all right, so, so the guys who are leading the leagues in the ma- major leagues in some categories, these are going to be around the coffee pot tomorrow. Cody Bellinger still leading the league with averages. But not nearly that 400 average anymore. He's got 376. He'd have a lot of work to get it back up to 400 now. Austin Meadows is number two with 357. How about that? We haven't covered these guys in a little bit. Nolan Arenado at 345. Jorge Polanco with Minnesota. He was your uh, keeper for the shortstops, I think, Tim. He's batting 338. Brantley's batting 333. McNeil with the Mets is batting 333 as well. And there's Josh Bell with Pittsburgh, the first baseman batting 332. Come on, Josh. Bell's been killing it. He's, they're, uh, they're actually talking about he's probably going to uh, start at first base for the National League All-Star game. David Dahl, 331. Randon, 331. Tim Anderson at 330. David Fletcher at 323. All right, good for you, David Fletcher. And then I won't, I won't leave off Rafael Devers, Mark. He's at 317. He's at I do not see DJ LeMayhew down there at 314. I refuse to look at DJ LeMayhew leading the league <laughs> in anything right now. Home runs. Christian Yelich, 22 home runs. Cody's got 20 home runs. Pete Alonso is sitting there with 19, not yet part of that 20 club. Josh Bell with 18. Peterson with 18. Gary Sanchez with 18. One of the crazy things about Gary Sanchez and that stat and Jock Peterson with that stat is how many fewer at-bats they have than the other guys who are above them. Peterson's got 162, and Sanchez has 148. The rest of the group has right around 200. Josh Bell is 226 because he plays every day. But uh, you know, you're looking at uh, 40, 60 fewer at-bats for those two guys than the league leaders in home runs. Bregman's got 17, Dietrich 17, Gallo 17, Hunter Renfro with 17. He's another guy. He's got 165 at-bats compared to the rest of them. Derek Dietrich, you know how many at-bats Derek Dietrich has? 130. Yeah, 130. 130, he's got 17 home runs. Hey, wait, he only has 17 hits, too. No, that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) Yeah, it's 35 hits. Springer is still on that list with 17 as well. Stolen bases. Mondesi's the first one in the 20s. He's got 21. Tim Anderson is 15, but he's kind of he's been stuck in that area for a while. Jose Ramirez has 14. 
Malik Smith has got 14. He's zooming. He's he's running up them ranks, I guess you could say. Gerard Dyson, he, he has 12, but I bet you he hasn't had a stolen base in two weeks. Gordon still has 12. Christian Yelich has 12. Yeah, he had two the other night. Billy Hamilton's been playing again a little bit regular and, and been, been getting on base. He has 11. He was stuck at nine forever, so he started ro- running again. And Villar's got 11 as well. Byron Buxton, he's a new name on that list, and so is Kieran Meyer. Kieran Meyer, both, both of them have 10 apiece. Trevor Story's been running a little bit more, but two new names that may be on the waiver wire is Buxton and Kieran Meyer. They kind of bounce in and out of that waiver wire list. Let's get a Bryce Harper update. The only list we're going to find him on is a strikeout list, and he has leading the league in majors with <laughs> he's leading the league in majors with 78 strikeouts. He has 11 home runs. He's batting 248. I guess that average has started creeping up a little bit. Javier Baez has 77 strikeouts. Gallo has 76 strikeouts. Brandon Lau for Tampa Bay, a second baseman, has 76 strikeouts as well. Will Myers has 74 strikeouts in 178 at bats. Just batting 225. And that's why he's not owned in our league. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last seven days, let's talk about a couple of these guys who might be out there and readily available as we get our new waiver wire uh, transactions for next week. In home runs over the last seven days, Derek Dietrich has led the major leagues. Arcia, how do you say his name from Milwaukee, the shortstop? Arcia. Arcia. He's he's had three home runs over the last seven days. Nico Goodrum, who's avail- widely available in leagues, he had three home runs, and he's five-position eligible. Nunez with Baltimore, he had three home runs. Albert Pujols, he might be available in your leagues, and he has three home runs, batted two eighty six last week. There might be some surprises with stolen bases. There was a guy for Arizona. I, he plays in the outfield. I, I'm going to say his name is LaCastro. Le- LaCastro. He had three stolen bases this past week, so I would look at his playing time. He's had 21 at-bats, so it looks like he's playing pretty regularly. Straw with Houston had three stolen bases as well, and he's playing center field. He's playing in the outfield right now. That Springer's probably out of there, so uh, Straw may be somebody to plug in if you're looking for stolen bases. Cameron Maben had two stolen bases for the Yankees this past week. Colton Wong had two stolen bases for St. Louis as well. Hey, thank you for joining us with this episode of uh, Fantasy Frenemies on Sunday night. You can reach us, fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at ffrenemies. And frenemies is always spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. Please join us again on Tuesday night, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper, and not only into league leaders, but people who you might be able to pick up on your waiver wires. Uh, We're going to look at the MLB standings, as we always do, and I'm sure we'll have a new leader on top of the CML standings this week.